I'm going to ask you to open your Bible to Mark chapter 10. We're going to look at verses 46 through 52 at the story of Bartimaeus and a prayer that he made to the Lord Jesus, a prayer that you might make uh, also today. Let me remind you that tonight at 5 o'clock we're going to start our War Room Bible Study. Uh, it'll be in the Fellowship Hall. It's for all adults. It's going to last about uh, 45, 50 minutes. And about 15 minutes before we get started, there's going to be refreshments out there uh, for you. Uh, Coke, some coffee, some cookies, just a good time of fellowship and a good time to think about prayer and, and what we need the Lord to do in our lives. Uh, as we saw the War Room movie last week, we appreciate those of you who came. And uh, we just have a sense that God is calling us as a church, maybe individuals, to pray. Maybe there's something you need to cry out to Jesus for. And maybe there's something you have been crying out to Jesus for. And so today we're going to look at the life of this man who cried out to Jesus. Now, if you were in front of an extremely wealthy individual who was willing to meet a need in your life, just one, what would be the thing that you ask for? Somebody who could do anything that you needed, give you anything that you needed, pay for anything that needed to be paid for, what would you ask for? Well, if you were standing before the Lord Jesus and he asked you, what do you want me to do for you? What would be the one thing that you would ask for? Now, I've pondered that in my own heart and life, and all of us have things that we can think about, things that we would ask the Lord Jesus to do for us. What would that be in your life? Now, here is this man in the Bible who had that opportunity. We know him by the name of Bartimaeus, and we're going to read his story. But if you found yourself in the presence of the Lord Jesus, would you say, Lord Jesus, forgive me? Lord Jesus, deliver me? Lord Jesus, cleanse me? Lord Jesus, help me? Lord Jesus, save me? Lord Jesus, heal me? What would it be? Well, let's look at Bartimaeus. Chapter 10 of Mark, verse 46. Then they came to Jericho, and he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd. And a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus the Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many were sternly telling him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, stand up, he's calling for you. Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. And, and answering him, Jesus said, What do you want me to do for you. And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. I love this story because of the simplicity of it. Bartimaeus grew up in the city of Jericho. Think about what you remember about Jericho, that great walled city of the Old Testament, and the children of Israel marched around it uh, under the leadership of Joshua, 
and they shouted, and the walls came tumbling down. Here was a man who grew up hearing the story of a God who could topple the walls of a great city, but he was imprisoned all his life behind the wall of his own knee with no way out, with no hope. No one could help him. He had nowhere to turn. So what are the circumstances in your life this morning? I don't want you to think about this man in the New Testament. I want you to think about you. What are the circumstances in your life that wall you in or shut you out? What is the need that dominates your life? The thing that you think about, the, 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 the burden that you carry on your heart, the circumstances that have little or no hope of change. Now here was a man who shook his cup on a daily basis hoping someone would hear his clanging coins and, and offer him a little help in his need. Helpless, hopeless, maybe even homeless, Bartimaeus, there's number one on the screen, he was a man in need. Did you know that needy people can grow accustomed to their need? We uh, adjust ourselves to whatever the circumstances are in our lives, don't we? Uh, even people that, that are homeless can adjust themselves to that. Begging can become a way of life. They go from place to place, from person to person, from church to church, seeking whatever anyone is willing or able to give. And those folks frequent the places that give the most help. And so if you think about Bartimaeus and where he was that day, that spot on the road where he sat begging, maybe that was a sweet spot for him. Maybe the people that came by offered him more help than other places in the city. And so maybe he chose this spot for practical reasons. Or maybe, maybe he had been swept away from so many spots by so many people, annoyed at his endless begging, that this was a random spot on the road that day. But whatever the circumstances that led to him being in that spot, from the perspective of heaven, this was a divine appointment. Now, I believe in divine appointments. I believe there are God-appointed moments when time intersects eternity. I believe that because I've experienced those moments in my own life. You know, I never see them coming. But in retrospect, when I walk away from one of those moments, I know that I was in the right place at the right time, and the Lord was also there. The Lord met me in that spot. He knew exactly where I would be. He knew every one of my needs, and He also knew exactly where Bartimaeus would be, and He knew His greatest need. God knows that about you. You're not in the church, and I'm not here by accident. I truly believe that with all my heart. When we come face to face with a passage of Scripture, and a story in the Bible, whether we're a little boy or a little girl or a senior citizen, it's a divine appointment for us because God has something to say to us. He may be specifically speaking, speaking to one of you today. So this day began for Bartimaeus like all his days as a blind beggar. He was just as blind. He was just as helpless. He was just as hopeless. His cup was just as empty. His stomach was just as hungry. And he began that day as a man in need, and he was just simply seeking to manage his need. Do you realize that was all he was doing? Uh, nobody could meet his need, nobody that he knew. Nobody had ever passed that way who had been the answer to his need until that day. And most of us are like Bartimaeus. We seek 
to manage our need. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I mean this. We simply try to live with it, whatever it is in your life, whatever the circumstances are, whatever it is in your life that has hopeless on it, and it's had hopeless on it for a long time, you've been trying to manage it. You've been trying to live with it, or you've been trying to live through it, or you've been trying to live in spite of it. We simply manage our need from one day to the next, only to get up the next morning, and we start managing that need all over again. You know, we have people who come by our church every week looking for some kind of help. And our church is good. We help as much as we can. But in every case, and I have seen this down through the years in my ministry, there's only so much a church can do. There are always needs we can meet. Uh, but one of the things I see clearly as people come to us with needs in their life, they're like most of the rest of us. They want to manage their need. Uh, they want somebody to meet the need of the moment, if that's to pay a light bill or if that's to put gas in their car or put a little money in their pocket, but they're really not interested in having the greatest need, the deepest need of their lives met. So Bartimaeus was not only a man in need, he was a man who reached out to Jesus because of his need. What was it in him that made him cry out to call out to shout, Jesus Son of David, have mercy on me. Now, what is mercy? Well, mercy is defined as compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within, it is within one's power to punish or harm. Somebody's going to punish or harm you, they can, but instead you ask them for compassion, you ask them for forgiveness, you ask them for mercy. Isn't it strange that Bartimaeus cried out for mercy, for forgiveness, for compassion from someone he sensed had the power to harm? Now he cried out to Jesus asking for his help with the full awareness that he deserved no help at all. He had not earned it, nor could he. He was not worthy of it, nor would he be. And when we stand in the presence of the Lord Jesus, we come to church on Sunday, do you realize that our first and foremost need is for mercy? For mercy? Why? Because something hangs over our head that is far worse than the worst thing going on in our lives right now. Worse than your debt. Worse than your sickness. Worse than your sorrow. Worse than your discouragement. Mercy is seeking compassion or forgiveness from one with whom it is in their power to punish or harm. And so greater than any other need in, in his life, Bartimaeus recognizes he needed mercy, and so do we. We need mercy because the judgment of God is hanging over our heads. Bartimaeus' cry for mercy was not because of his physical blindness. It was because of his sin. Now, Bartimaeus was blind. He couldn't see the face of Jesus. And I want you to think about this. As far as we know, he had never heard Jesus teach. He had never had an opportunity to stand in his presence. As, as a matter of fact, as far as we know, this was Jesus' only trip to Jericho. And as you notice, the Bible tells us Mark is fond of telling us things in a hurry. He says they came to Jericho and he was on his way out. 
He doesn't even tell us what happened in the middle. He said as he, was, as he was on his way out, Jesus was leaving Jericho. That short visit to Jericho, there was a man outside town sitting there begging, and he saw that it was Jesus, and he began to cry out for mercy. This blind man who had never, ever had an encounter with the Lord Jesus suddenly had an overwhelming sense of need for mercy. So strong was this sense of need that he cried out incessantly at the annoyance of the crowd. And against their efforts to silence him, the Bible says that he cried out even louder with deeper earnestness and great desperation, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Now, how many people in the crowd that day were seeking the attention of Jesus? I'm sure that there were many. But there's an interesting thing here in the Bible. As you read this story, the Bible says when he, Jesus heard Bartimaeus crying, he stopped. He stopped. And you know, uh, the next thing we see here is that he, Bartimaeus was granted access to the one who could meet his need. Now ponder the moment. This was not an accident. It was a divine appointment, a moment when time intersected eternity. A man was crying for forgiveness. He was crying for compassion. He was crying for mercy uh, from the one who had the power to punish or harm. And the one who had that power stopped in his tracks to listen to this man in need. And the cry from the heart of Barnabas prompted Jesus to say, Call him. Call him. The Greek is such an interesting language. You think that we have some pretty <clears throat> interesting inventions. You know the Greek word for call? Phonetically, it's spelled P-H-O-N-E. Exactly. Phone. Call him. That's what Jesus said. That's where our word phone comes from, from the Greek word that Jesus used here. Call him. Call him. Call him to me. Call him into my presence. Let him come near me. Let him come and, and be close to me so that I can do what I need to do in his life. Now, lest we lose the significance of what's happening here. A blind beggar has just requested an audience with the king. Not just with any king, but with the king of heaven. And the king of heaven stops still in his tracks and extends to a blind beggar, a blind sinner, the golden scepter of his grace. And Jesus said, call him here to the throne of grace that he might receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I wonder if there's somebody here today who, who maybe you don't know Jesus, but today you have this overwhelming sense that you need mercy. Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy. I don't know you. I'm not worthy of asking you for anything, but Lord, I need your mercy in answer to such a prayer. God will extend to you the golden scepter of His grace, calling you to the throne of grace that you might receive mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. Jesus said, call him. That's what Jesus does in response to your cry for mercy. He calls you to himself. He called Bartimaeus into his presence. And, and so 
What should you do if you sense the stirring of God's Spirit in your heart? If you, if you have a sense today that Jesus is speaking to you, that He's calling you in response to your cry for mercy, then you should come and come quickly. How did Bartimaeus respond? Well, the Bible says in verse 50 that he threw aside his cloak. Now, if I took off my coat and I would take it off, and just for illustration, but I got this little microphone strapped to it, and if I threw it, but if I threw it off somewhere, at least I would know where it was. But can you imagine a blind man taking his cloak? Some suggested that probably he had his little, maybe he had a clo- his cloak out, maybe that's where he was gathering coins, and he threw it away, threw it who knows where. He certainly wouldn't know where because he was blind. But he threw it, and he threw it hard enough that a blind man might never find it again, and he came to Jesus, flailing his way, as a blind man only could. To the Lord Jesus. Now imagine the contrast. Once he was sitting beside the road begging, he's now standing in the presence of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Undeserving, he cried for mercy. Now he finds himself standing in the presence of the very one who could meet his need, the deepest need in his life. Do you want Jesus to help you manage your need? Do you want him to help you live with it or live through it? Or live in spite of it? Or do you want him to meet the deepest need in your life? Andrew Murray says in his book, With Christ in the School of Prayer, our prayers must not be a vague appeal to his mercy, an indefinite cry for blessing, but the distinct expression of a definite need. He says such a definite prayer teaches us to know our needs better. It demands time and thought and self-scrutiny to find out what is really Our greatest need. So here you are. You're standing in the presence of the one who has the power to do anything in the whole wide world for you. What are you going to ask for? Bartimaeus could have said, well, Lord, what I'd like is I'd like to be able to have, I don't want to sit here and beg anymore. I'd really like to get over this begging business. It would certainly be easier for me if you just give me enough money. If I could just win the lottery and have enough money to, and I wouldn't have to do this anymore, and I could have anything I wanted, and that's not what he asked for. And there might have been a lot of things he might could have asked for. But he perceived that his greatest need was to have his eyes opened. I, I just want my eyes opened. You know, the greatest need for anyone in the whole wide world would to have their eyes opened and to be able to see Jesus for who he was. And there might be something else you need Jesus to do in your life today. I don't have any doubt about that because there are a lot of us here who already know Jesus. But as we evaluate our lives and we look into our circumstances, we realize there's some pretty big issues that we have. Most everybody's got at least one problem they can't solve or more than one. Where do you look to have those kind of needs met? Where do you go? You go to Jesus, just like Bartimaeus had this grand opportunity. And what did Jesus do? The king extended the golden scepter of his grace. And Bartimaeus approached the throne of grace that he might receive mercy and find grace to help in his time of need. The fact of the matter is, the Bible is a testimony that any of us can do that. 
not because we deserve it. We don't deserve anything. I don't. I never will. I won't ever be able to. Nor will you ever be able to. All we can ask for is mercy. That means you're here today and you've got some need in your life and you say, well, I hadn't been coming to church very much and I don't read my Bible and I'm certainly not worthy of asking the Lord anything. Bartimaeus wasn't worthy either. Just a blind, sinful beggar. And on that day, he cried out for mercy. And Jesus gave him mercy and met his need. What am I saying to you this morning? I'm saying simply this. That if you sense a stirring in your heart to reach out to Jesus for the need that exists in your life, whatever it is, however long it's lasted, even though you're not worthy, I would suggest to you that this morning you cry out to Jesus for mercy, seeking first the greatest need, greater than the financial need, greater than the physical need, greater than the problem that sits on the pew beside you or that sits at home unsolved. Ask Jesus to deal with the issue deep in your heart, the issue in your own spiritual life, and this morning, if you've never, ever trusted Jesus as your Savior, that's the first thing that you need to do. Let's pray. Lord, we uh, come here this morning to look at an old Bible story that most of us have known all of our lives. And yet, Lord, it surges with life and vitality and meaning. Miraculous power is there, Lord, not only for Bartimaeus, but for us. Because, Lord, today we stand in your presence because you've said wherever two or three gather together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And, Lord, I know that in somebody's heart today, somebody's been crying out all through this message. It's me. I need mercy. I need the Lord's help. I desperately need the Lord's help. So, Lord, I pray that as people reach out to you today, however they do it, if they come down here to the front and kneel at the altar, if they sit in their pew and reach out to touch the hem of your garment. I pray, Lord, that today would be a divine appointment for them, a day when they can say, I was in church today, and the Lord Jesus extended to me the golden scepter of his grace and met the deepest need in my life. Lord, you draw people. You call them just as you called Bartimaeus. In Jesus' name.